Welcome to the podcast where the games are made up and the points don't matter with <laughs> Stephen and Joelle. Hi. Hi. What's up? Can you tell which one's Joelle? Yeah, can you? Oh, that's good. It's because I'm sick. <laughs> yeah, you are. You are sick. I'm so sick. So, we're going to start off with a travel log. Wow, that's different. Totally. People are going to be really excited for this one. It is our journey to go see Phantom of the Opera. We'll... The Phantom of the Opera. Okay, sorry. Actually, I think it's Phantom of the Opera, not the Phantom of the Opera. Well, I said Phantom of the Opera. I know. I was wrong. So, a little backstory. Why did we go see Phantom of the Opera? How did we get to this point in our lives? Well. I want you to talk about Christmas thing. Don't tell me what to talk about. I'll uh, talk about what I want. You're doing that bit? I'm a free-thinking woman, Stephen. Okay. You? Yeah. What she means to say is? <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. Oh, master. Um, okay, so I saw the Phantom of the Don't Opera. tell everyone what your nickname is for me. A free master? What did I say? <laughs> free master? I don't know. <laughs> master. It's really hot in here. Yeah, I'm it's feeling not lightheaded. All. Um, anyway, <laughs> um, so I saw the Phantom of the Opera for school. I can't remember how old I was, probably like nine or 10. That's not what I was talking about. I know, but let okay. me finish. And I, but I actually it. meant to say what I wanted you to talk about. <laughs> okay, go for it. I'll just forget it. No, I'm just <laughs> going to be really awkward and all the listeners are going to think you're rude. Wow. No, no. Okay. So I loved it. I saw musicals a lot as a kid. Um, anytime we went to Toronto, maybe not anytime, but my mom always made it like a thing, like, let's go see Mamma Mia, or like, she would always go on field trips. My sister, um, I think it was Lisa, her class saw like Joseph, an amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat or whatever it's called. <laughs> and they saw the Phantom of the Opera as well. And I just remember being there as a kid and seeing it and having like no really idea what it was I just knew the music because my sisters used to terrorize me with the dun, 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 mm -hmm. that song his theme and it was so scary like it's a scary song yeah anyway um so I didn't really know what it was about and I just remember being mesmerized and like when the chandelier comes down we were like right in the orchestra too <coughs> so I just remember being like totally in awe and so for Christmas because our kids are extremely blessed to have um, a lot in this life and especially a lot of toys like we enjoy buying toys for our kids um, and so they kind of get them throughout the year for Christmas we didn't want them to get more toys especially because sometimes they just say they want something but then they don't actually care about it yeah. once the I you actually know. had a very strict, um, what would you call it, weeding out, not weeding out process, like a approval process, what toys they were going to get. Yeah. So I would like sit with them and we'd look at like, I'd be like, I know you don't play with this, even though yeah. you say you want it, <laughs> you got it last like, year. LOL dolls. Yeah, LOL. You never Sienna play with that. never plays with them. She likes opening them. The yeah. end. So psychoanalyze them be like, I know you're going to play with this. And mm -hmm. So we, and I think majority of things they played with. Yeah. Like, Jesse always plays with Lego. 
Yeah. Like that's kind of like a go-to. Like Beyblades, I won't buy them anymore. Yeah. Like Beyblades, like he can get for his birthday or something from friends. Yeah. <clears throat> but anyway, so I told my parents because my parents are the ones who always go super crazy at Christmas for everyone. And they only have four grandkids. Two are ours. Two are my sister's. Um, and so, you know, they kind of have the ability to spend a little more on them than like, you know, like your mom and dad, like your mom has 600 grandkids. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, yeah. but we love experiences and that was something that I've read about. And I know a lot of other parents are kind of leaning towards having an experience rather than, you know, a toy for Christmas. Yeah. So it doesn't have to be like something grand i think it was well tell them what? i wanted you to share the thing about that you did with your mother okay so with my mom because i always tell my mom they don't need toys and she's like i know but i want to get them something they can open and so i was telling her like you know we're trying to save up money to go see the phantom of the opera our kids really enjoyed the movie so i thought it'd be a fun experience and i said would you be open to maybe meeting us halfway or getting the tickets as a Christmas gift for everyone. And she was like, yeah, I'll get the Christmas gift for everyone. And like, no, okay. well, well, I know what you're going to say. Okay. It seems like it's taking forever to get there. <laughs> well, I'm telling the full story. We don't have a lot to talk about. Let me vent. So vent. I said to her, she's like, well, can I get them a toy as well? And I said, no. And I want you to realize why okay. we right. don't here we go. want it's toys. <laughs> and so I said, Jesse, Sienna, come here. And they came into the living room and I said, what did Nana and Nono get you last year for Christmas? And they both paused and like looked at me. They had no idea. They did not remember. And my mom was like, wow, like, okay, I get that now. And she was like, really like, yeah. You know, it made sense to her. Anyway, I was going to say, like, I love the experience gift. This is just a parenting thing. But, um, you know, it doesn't have to be, like, tickets to the Phantom of the Opera. It could be, like, a night with Grandma or Grandpa where you get to pick the movie and the snacks and <laughs> everything. I think if you do something that you don't normally do, yeah. that creates the experience. Yeah, exactly. Make your kids feel, feel special or whatever yeah and they loved it they loved seeing the phantom of the opera live yeah. and i was just staring at them like the whole time and like their faces were just like their eyes were like purely wide open and staring and i was sitting with sienna joelle was sitting with jesse so yeah. i got to see sienna's reactions the most yeah um she was just so into it yeah she would like like look over at me and give me a thumbs up like, yeah wow, jesse, she's really good jesse would too he'd be like thumbs up and then like if something bad happened he'd be like, thumbs down like <laughs> yeah they're so cute yeah. oh my gosh we need to tell the story about um oh, oh yeah. well this was your first experience in like a real theater like seeing a real theatrical performance True. what did you think review it, it steven oh my gosh i wish i had some kind of forum where i could share it with people yeah totally <laughs> too bad anyway I thought it was fantastic. Mm -hmm. Of course. It was nice experience. I was really tired. I'm a bit of a night owl. So anything during the day where there's like slow music or something I'm not like really interested in, it's hard to stay awake. So I basically like the first and last song of the show. Because I slept through the rest. <laughs> no, no. I just mean those are the most intense, like, yeah. you know, like the Phantom of the Opera. And then like yeah. when it gets really intense, that's why I like it. I wish they did the Phantom song more. 
Yeah. But I guess I didn't want to overuse it. But anyway, the chandelier thing was really cool. Even yeah. though I knew it was coming, it was still like really fun to see. Yeah. It would be awesome to be closer. Yeah. For sure. We... But I, I didn't hate where we were because it was really easy to get out. Because totally. we're literally... We the, were the very last <laughs> the very row. last row, right beside the But door. let me tell you, trying to find tickets to any of the shows, like, those were the last seats available. Totally. You know. This is just, like, my tip for theater people or people who are new to the theater. The best seats to get are the dress circle. So it's, like, the um, floor below us. Uh-huh. Those would have been the best seats. We were in the balcony. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, it was still phenomenal. Yeah, yeah. And, okay, um, brush me aside. Well, I'm sorry. Stop playing the victim. <laughs> You're stereotyping yourself. <laughs> Joel's anyway. cough is making a return week yeah. to week. I'm so sorry, guys. <laughs> it's our third guest. Um. Okay. Anyway, yeah, it was great. The singing is insane. Yeah, they were really good. It was actually really, really similar to the movie. Yeah. Or the movie was really similar to the these people. Right. And um, it was just cool. They, and the music was a little different. They added like a little musical touches to some of the songs yeah. that's not in the movie. I feel like the mu- movie was a little more neutral, whereas this one yeah. was getting a little playful with some of the songs. Yeah, well, it's just incredible. So really, we... Stephen? Really? Um, I was supposed to post an update for the Kickstarter. Oh. And I didn't. Side note, Stephen is running a Kickstarter with the company that he works for. Yeah. For a game called Foundations of Rome. Go check it out. And now it's probably at 680,000 Canadian. That's insane. Yeah. It's exciting. And I feel good because I had a lot to do with the doing well. Yeah, you did. My parents wanted to say that they're proud of you. Mm. Good, good, good. Not of me, though. (laughs) Well, you had nothing (laughs) to do with it. talking about that with my therapist this week. Um, Anyway. I just wanted to also quickly... We've been talking about this for 10 minutes. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I know it took a while. Okay, but... I wanted to say, like, the whole entire experience of seeing a show in the theater is just incredible. That was Joelle farting that time. <laughs> that was not a notification. The she set farts like a bee buzzing. Stop. It's very weird. Steven. You should see somebody about that. Yeah, I'll see your pillow tonight. <laughs> that um, was a good comeback. That was good. Um, the sets... Yeah, the set oh my design gosh. is incredible. The sets were crazy how it would just like transform. And sometimes you wouldn't even notice. You're like, oh wait, they're in like yeah. a different scene now. But the orchestra like playing live and stuff, like yeah. it's just it's just the fire would blind yeah. you. Yeah, oh my god. Because it's so dark and then they like <laughs> blast it with flames and you're yeah. like, ah. Yeah, I had to I thought I was gonna have a panic attack. Um, okay, anyway, yes. So if you have an opportunity to go see a show, definitely go do it because it's an incredible experience. All right, let's get into it. Um, also, I want to mention, Joelle did a great job planning and Thank setting this whole you. thing up, which I really appreciate. That's Thank lovely. You. Yeah. And we, we didn't drive there. Mm-hmm. We drove to Burlington, right? Mm-hmm. And then we yep. took the train, yep. which created, you know, kids don't usually take trains, so it was fun. Yeah. And it makes you, you can just kind of chill and be on your phone, whatever, right? So yep. I think it helps break up the monotony of traveling. Totally. A lot. You don't have to drive through downtown Toronto. Plus you, you don't can have go to wait pee. in the traffic. Yep, there's a bathroom on board. It was $44 because kids are free. So $44 to travel there. And back. And back. Yeah. Um, you know, it cuts out time. So gas, that's what I would recommend parking. for people. Yeah, who don't live in Toronto, drive somewhere, take the train. Yeah, yeah totally. And and there's a lot more stops on the train now. Yeah, there are. A lot more access points. Active. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> it's on the map. 
<laughs> so we're going to talk about our new segment. Okay. Are but we're not actually going to do it. We're just going to talk about it. Yeah. No, we're going to do our new segment. Okay. Our new segment are quirky quirks. Weird quirks that we have. Mm-hmm. Joel's going to talk about... So I'm not going to talk about Joel's. <laughs> we don't want to get this again hostile. He did say um, that he could... If I couldn't come up with one, he had a few that he could come <laughs> up with. Yeah, locked and loaded. <laughs> <laughs> I want to know what one of yours is. Is it going to be the garbages? Uh, for you? Yeah. One of mine for you? Yeah. Um, that was one of them. Oh, I can't remember what the other one was. Uh, she poops standing on the toilet. Very, no, I very don't. Unnatural. But I do use I'm a joking. stool. And that's just because that's how you're supposed to go. Yeah, I know. I know. Okay, so one of mine remember. is if I'm seeing any sort of live performance, I always cry in the opening oh, and yes. the ending. I was crying so hard. But, like, trying to hold it in and suppress my cough, like, at the end when they were yeah. all bowing and everyone cheered for the Phantom. I was like, oh, he's so happy for himself. Like, he did so good. Anyway. Um, he had such a theatrical presence to his bow. It was like, I know, oh. they all did. It was so wonderful. <laughs> Him the most, though. Yeah. He was He was in it. He, he, was, was, he was happy. He was yeah. like, I nailed that. <laughs> yeah, he did. Um, anyway, like, concerts, I always cried the opening song. Yeah. Or I just tear up. I'm not like sobbing ugly, but like I'll I have tear that for any time I'm like watching a Star Wars trailer. I don't know why, yeah. but Star Wars trailers will get me. Aww. Um That's cool. sweet. <laughs> What's yours? <laughs> oh Joelle. So one thing that people probably don't know about me is you pee sitting backwards <laughs> <laughs> no. i will try though Ew. i like to think about people dying a lot okay <laughs> no. this is no, taking no, a no, turn no i no I you think, really do i i would say at least a few times a week i like to i have a really good imagination I like to picture people's deaths <laughs> it, and draw them out i have a really good imagination so which makes me good at my job and writing and all that good stuff so I do. I like to play out scenarios. Like, okay, I've seen I had cancer. Like, what would that be like? Mm-hmm. And the point is to help me appreciate yeah. each day and these moments with children if they're being annoying or mm-hmm. something like like that. Um, I like to play out people dying. One I did recently was me having cancer and how you would react, what that situation would be like. I think for some people that would depress them too much, but for me, it's just a way to kind of sober up about life and be retro, yeah, introspective and retrospective. And yeah. just kind of appreciate things. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm a very grateful guy a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. And I treat the people around me nicely. Yeah, you do. Anyway, so that's a thing that I do often. I don't think that's a weird quirk, though. I think that a lot of How people... How many people do you think I think a lot of people do. I certainly I do. a lot of people avoid trying to think about it. Sure, but I mean, like, whenever there's a disaster or, like today like learning that kobe bryant and his daughter died like that's horrible i think it's something <coughs> i don't think they go out of their way to think about it though no <coughs> definitely not but i think it's something that it's not that bizarre or quirky i think another well, i think more i'm of a, sorry when i think quirky things about you i think like how you always like hiccup and sound like you're about to die when you have pop <laughs> or like something fizzy or i was like <laughs> sure yes that is a, a physical quirk i have <laughs> it's because i hiccup 
It's like a hiccup burp. And, yeah. And that moment, the universe and myself collide. He like grabs his chest. He's <laughs> <laughs> it's weird. And it's horrible. And I hate What's it, a quirky so. thing about me? I have hair in my mouth. Uh, well, the garbage bag thing. There's always garbage bags. <laughs> Sometimes even right beside the actual garbage. <laughs> <laughs> if I... But the thing I find annoying about it is that like if we're opening and closing doors and there's a bag always stuck in the doorway... Well, you can take the bag off, tie it up, and bring it But it's in. usually late at night, and I'll, like, open the door, and there's, like, a bag on it. It's like, <laughs> and you're like, oh, Steven. I'm like, yes, Joel. <laughs> anyway. Well, yeah. That yeah, was, uh, those were interesting quirks. Thank you. things about you. That's it. we got a few minutes left. So let's talk about movies and TV shows. I don't know if I watched a movie this week, actually. Yeah, I don't think you did. But you Nothing did watch. Memorable. You wanted to talk about Lost yeah. in Space? Yeah. So I feel like a lot of people already saw my... Facebook review? <laughs> my Facebook review, which got a lot of traction. So Lost in Space, I think a lot of people don't realize how much they're going to enjoy it. I, I didn't. I liked the movie a long time back. I never watched the original TV show. Anyway, there was a movie... Back in the yeah. day, which was a pretty cool movie. Anyway, it's just so well done. The set design, the CGI, the acting, the writing. It's just so good. It has it's just so on point with like what it's trying to say and like says it good mm-hmm. about like families and like all this kind of stuff. It has one of the most interesting villains ever, Dr. Smith. She's just like you you totally hate her, of course. That's what makes you a good villain. But like you both understand her, and you're also like really curious what she's up to. You know, sometimes because it's rarely ever obvious. Um, well, I wouldn't say rarely, but a lot of times it's not obvious, like mm-hmm. how she's gonna, how it's gonna work out or whatever. She was really interesting, but she wasn't like an evil person, but she was like a an interesting antagonist. Yeah. You know, so I really appreciate that. So season one is great, and season two is even better. It has alien velociraptors, so it's very cool. That's pretty dope. And, um, you know, it's just really cool. Really recommend it if you haven't seen it. Okay. You may not think you'd like it, but you probably will. Interesting. Maybe I'll watch it. I think I might enjoy it. I think you would, actually. Um, I wanted to quickly just talk about Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, and I know people are probably laughing or think it's silly, but I was telling Stephen that this show, while it, you know, a lot of it is very trivial and materialistic. Maybe um, 90%. Nine, I'd say about 80%. Because 20% is actually, like, really raw and deep and emotional. Um, this past season dealt with um, a housewife's mother going through dementia and, like, how that happened and, like, the warning signs and her sort of digression. What do you call it? Yeah. Digression. Digression, you know, to her eventual death. And it was just very sad and eye-opening. You know, as you get older, your parents also get older. And a lot of the housewives were dealing with their um, sick parents. Um, And then they also deal with, like, addiction and specifically alcoholism. Um, And so that was extremely interesting. And um, watching them go through rehab and work the AA program and, like, all these things, it was Mm -hmm. just... Yeah. Very interesting to me. And then also, um, what was the other thing that they dealt with? Oh, the Yulin Dog Festival. So um, Lisa Vanderpump is one of the housewives, and she also has another show called Vanderpump Rules, which I haven't checked out yet, but it's on the 
Hey You subscription network that I have through Amazon Prime, so I will eventually. Um, but she was. I don't think that will be as good. I don't think it's going to be as good either. I'm not as interested in the people, but I want to try it out for a laugh. Um, anyway, they did this protest, and I was kind of having this discussion, just like, oh, you know, what do protests really do? Like, I don't know how effective they are. But they actually went to China and, like, made a documentary and are having laws um, written and trying to be passed to end the Yulin Dog Festival, which is really, really horrific. Um, I won't go into it because it's just gross. Don't Google it either. Basically, people just have a whole festival where they torture and kill dogs to get the meat. And the reason they torture them is because apparently, like, it does something to the meat. It, it's just so yeah. barbaric and disgusting. Um, so. Anyway, so it's really brought, it's taught me a lot. Yeah. Who'd have thunk? You know? Now, what do you think of, now, I'm not. This was brought up to us. I'm not saying this is necessarily something I would argue with somebody. Is someone in our room? Maybe Ozzy. Oh, okay. Um, is, what do you think of people fighting so hard for dogs and stuff when there are humans that are suffering and so many other, like, more really, like, genocides and stuff mm -hmm. that people are like, eh, well, the dogs. Well, I think there's a lot of people, I, I don't think it's one or the other. Everyone has their passion, and I think it's okay for... You know, if you're passionate about animals and saving them, I think you should put your energy and time and resources and celebrity into that. And that's what these people are doing. And I think, you know, there are just as many people fighting for these things. And you have to find where your passion lies. Yeah, you know? I agree with you. Mm -hmm. We can't fight every battle. No, we can't. I mean, <clears throat> it's not like Lisa Vanderpump doesn't you know, clean up her own backyard. I'm doing air quotes. Um, I thought you were trying to be a rapper. <laughs> What's the end I said about rappers? Oh, you say raptor? I said raptor, yeah. Oh, okay. But I remember what she I don't want to say it. It's a little too... Uh, um, yeah. But, you know, she, in Beverly Hills, she runs a dog, dog rescue. She said they had draggy pants, which I thought was really I funny. I know. Draggy she meant Jeroopy. I know. Well, I said they have so really drippy cute. pants. She's like, yeah, draggy, draggy pants. <laughs> That's so cute. And they use swear words to try to be cool. That's a scene I said. It's true. Anyway. Yeah, these people, you know, they work in their area, but they're also trying to see what else is out in the world that they can, you know, hopefully help out with. Yeah. Anyway, um, did you want to talk about Kipo? Kipo? Just that like Kipo's really good. I'm not finished it yet, but okay. I like it more than Dragon Prince. Sorry, Jenny. <laughs> Kipo is way more of my jam. Um, just a lot more energy and fun and, and creativity, I find. But yeah, it's just really good for watching with Sienna when we go to bed at night. Just, it's, uh, I like shows that have a character that's like unrelentingly positive. Not in yeah. an annoying way, but in a way that's like really endearing mm -hmm. and motivational. That's why I kind of like high school musical. Musical because I always feel more positive after watching that. Yeah, I do. Because you realize. What are you doing? I'm trying to do this so I can remember. So you were saying <coughs> unrelenting, positive, and it's kind of endearing. Yeah. That would be a perfect segue into the book that I read this week. Oh. Book time. This book is time. gonna run longer. That's Deal okay. with it. Deal with it. You losers. Like actually, they want it. <laughs> yeah, they do. Okay, so I read "Over the Top" by Jonathan Van Ness, who you may recognize from 
Day of Thrones, um, Queer Eye for or just Queer Eye, and his podcast, which I find really interesting. Um, it's called Getting Curious with Jonathan Van Ness, and he um, has experts in to talk about really a wide variety of topics. Um, I learned about menstrual cups on there, and that was kind of like the kicker for me oh. to switch to that. Cool. Um, you know, I was looking at it the other day, and I was like, who thought of this? Like, how did they know. think of this? Yeah. <laughs> it's so wild. It's wild, but I'm a huge menstrual cup advocate, and if you haven't tried it, try one. You can do quizzes online to figure out which one would be best for your uterus. Obviously, this is just for women listening. Um, the only people who do this. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I liked his book a lot. Um, it taught me a lot about the LGBTQ plus community and struggles that they, not they as a collective group, but a lot of people who fall into that group deal with that I didn't know about before. Um, he um, talks about how he's HIV positive and how he lives with that and a lot of stigma that's around that. Um, again, teaching me more things that I didn't know, like his strain of HIV isn't um, contagious hmm. um, because there's a lot of medicine now that can reduce yeah. the effects and stuff. You know, I remember listening to that part. Oh, you were? Yeah, you were listening to that part. He talks just about a lot of things. Um, some of the things I didn't necessarily agree with, mostly it was when he was talking about um, overcoming his addictions. He said a few things that I found contradictory um, to what is taught in AA and in just any addiction recovery. Um I can't think of one off the top of my head, but I just remember being like, uh, I don't agree with that. Whatever. It was great. Obviously, if you're not a fan of the way he is, um, the way he speaks and sort of like the language that he uses, this wouldn't be a good read for you. But I enjoyed it. I like him. I think he's fun. I remember first watching Queer Eye and being like, okay, like this guy's just way over the top and very annoying and obnoxious. But that's just really who he is. And once I realized that, I liked it because he was just being authentic. You know, he wasn't trying to be, uh, you know, super femme and flamboyant. Like that's just who he is. Right. Um, and also, can I just give a shout out to... Kathleen Stockwell for introducing me to the blockbuster game. Yeah. Okay. Okay. If you guys love movies and TV, which we obviously do, but specifically movies, there's this board game called, I think it's just called blockbuster. Uh huh. I don't know, but it's super fun. And I think we should play it on the podcast. Just the head to head. I didn't enjoy it that much. Well, you didn't play the actual game. I made like little papers of the game and it'd be more fun if it was just me and you. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Cool. Cool. Well, this has been great, Joelle. Yeah. Oh, right now I'm reading um, Demi Moore's or Demi Moore's um, autobiography memoir thingy called <laughs> Inside Out. I don't remember what it's called. Wow. But so far it's a downer. <laughs> Just going to say that. Which is mean to say about someone's life, but it's very. Oh, man. So many people have such rough childhoods. Yeah, there's a lot of awful parents who they had really awful are. parents who yeah. had awful parents. Somebody's got to break the cycle. That's right. It's going to be me and you. Yeah. Cool. Um, so super. We'll look forward to that. <laughs> 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 you know, it's always hard to say goodbye. <coughs> 
for Joelle right now because yeah. she's coughing. Um, but thank, thank you, you for, listening. for listening. We, we wish, wish you a Merry, Merry Christmas. Christmas. We, <laughs> no. um, we hope. I'm not going to say it with you. Okay. We hope you enjoyed and um, we'll see you next week in your dreams.